It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian Radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in episode 442 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude, a lifelong nerd, and I'm still sick. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the sick chief radio nerd here to bring the facts and fire to your day trying to bring him hot tea but he won't let me but i need coffee (laughs) today on the show we continue to look into the characters of encanto we'll be talking about peppa julieta and yes even bruno we don't talk about bruno no Uh, the worst way to ID someone. Oh, you're going to love this story. I bet I am. Uh, <laughs> but first, today is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. We got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Do a Grouch a Favor Day. You hear me? Yep. I'm going to do you all kinds of favors. No, listen, you're the grouch here. <laughs> Among the two of us, if anything has been determined this week alone, it is that you are the grouch in need of a favor of some kind. Uh... Jeez. It's also <laughs> National Almond Day. Well, don't give me almonds because I don't like them all that much. That'll only make you more grouchy, huh? <laughs> what if I give you almonds and almond milk and almond butter? Um, no. Nah. Eh, okay. And lastly, hey! <laughs> hey! A year ago, we would have had no idea what this was. Right? None. It's Tim Tam Day. Yay. One of my favorite memories of this year so far. Oh, facts. Mm. Facts. Thank yes. you again to our friends. Oh, my word. Hold up. Yeah, Southern go ahead. Hemisphere. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kaylee, I'm about to throw my shoe at you. <laughs> Kaylee says y'all are equally grouchy. I, that is not true. I agree with true. you, Kaylee. That is not true. <laughs> okay, so and, she's more grouchy now. <laughs> but see, I get grouchy when I have reason to be grouchy. You were just grouchy. Say, just grouchy. It doesn't say a, a justified grouch or an unjustified grouch. <laughs> <laughs> the looks the Whatever. looks when do i give you looks uh, you the only looks I, the did. only looks i give you are like what is wrong with you <laughs> which i did we posted a tiktok last week of you talking about how if you're not watching the twitch show and listening to the podcast that it's like only eating the crust of the pizza the best part of the pizza and when i realized that it wasn't a mistake that you were serious the look i gave you was just so like are you you mental on the planet yep oh Mm -hmm. i loved it okay yeah (laughs) well now it's time for mo and i to go head to head in the game (laughs) what that's right everybody matt and i will be playing a game as i return to my quest to gain back the undisputed back row championship title belt that was stolen from me see that that thing right there that's mine now 
And this thing's mine, too. These both are mine. <laughs> Kaylee's being There's a button over chat. there that you can ban her from chat. <laughs> Not banning ban. her from chat. Ban. <laughs> ban. You are no longer my future daughter-in-law. Oh, dip. She, she's trying to tell me I'm the grouch in this relationship here. <laughs> uh, Mo, do you want to read your line or are we just going to sit here in perpetual stillness? <laughs> I'm not perpetually still. I did read my line. You did, did you? It. Yes. Oh, dip. I'm sorry. I said dip twice. Mo, I'm going to let you choose our game. <laughs> Which would you rather do? Would you rather rapid fire? Do you know me? Endless quiz or riddles with answers? What is do you know me? That's the one where we ask questions about each other. Rapid fire, please. Rapid fire. Oh, that's the one we did. Last week. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. Do you want to go first or last? Three. 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 I like that game. <laughs> the get tea game? The get tea game. Because Matt needs it. All right. Do you want to go first or last? I don't care. I'll let you pick that. You ain't first, you're last. <laughs> uh, I'll ask you first. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Ooh. Hold on. I got to get in the mindset. Dads. <laughs> Pardon me. Name three mountain ranges. The Appala Appalachian, the Alps, and the Rocky. The Name three coins. A nickel, dime, and penny. Name three parts of a plane. Uh, the the wing, the cockpit, and the rudder. <laughs> Name three hashtags. I'm not sure rudder counts, but okay. Three hashtags. Hashtag facts. Hashtag me too. Hashtag Joe Biden. <laughs> Name three vegetables that are not green. Uh, corn, cauliflower, um, uh, carrots. Name three words that start with F. Be careful. <laughs> Free fly finger. Name three types of sports balls. Basketball, soccer ball, uh... Uh, football. <laughs> Name three TV channels. Uh, NBC, ABC, Fox. Name three Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael. Name three tree nuts. Uh, you got nine. Oh, which is great. Oh. Wrestling ball. <laughs> really okay, awesome. good. A rudder is part of a plane. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, <laughs> Man, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Name three types of fabric. Um, silk, cotton, polyester. Name three kinds of squash. No. Skip. <laughs> Name three types of boats. Canoe, paddle boat, and yacht. Name three chip flavors. Sour cream and onion barbecue and original. Name three superheroes. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Name three words that start with G. Good gracious golly. Name three Halloween costumes. Uh, a witch, a nurse, and a sexy nurse. That doesn't count. <laughs> Name three types of trees. Uh, oak, elm, pine. Name three coffee chains. Uh, Starbucks, uh, Seattle's best. Blackwater's not a chain. Nope. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin'. Name three brands of bottled water. <laughs> Orzarka, Dasani, and 
Pure. Panhandle pure. <laughs> I get that one. Uh, so I got eight. All right. Good job. So that means next week, Mo gets to challenge me in that same game. Uh, and if she beats me again, she gets the title back. <sighs> <laughs> Her time is back. We'll see. We'll see. <sighs> she tends to panic in this game on the second round. <coughs> Not this time. <laughs> what was it that got you the last time? TV moms? It was TV moms. <laughs> or dad. It was dad. TV dad. It was dad. <laughs> Tim Allen! <laughs> no, I need the dad name. <laughs> it was Tim! It was Tim! The toy um, home improvement. Home improvement. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. All right, Matt. It's you. Oh gosh. I'm I'm so excited. I won. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So, I've been playing Pokemon Legends Arceus a little too much. Like, if I'm, I'm, I'm super honest, um, <laughs> this is going to sound bad on audio, but I'm pretty sure I've played that game more than I've slept in the last three days. So, I took today off from playing, by the way. Um... Because I made the realization. Um, but one of the things that I've really enjoyed about the Pokemon games of the last, you know, eight years or so, um, as I've been playing them more, have been the fact that whenever you beat the air quotes campaign and the credits roll, there's usually like a whole other storyline to go with. Like, I know for like Sword and Shield, once you won the big tournament, there's a whole other mystery and some more legendaries and stuff that you have to go do. And so Arceus is a different style of Pokemon game. So I wasn't sure how that was going to play out. So I saw myself getting close to the end, air quotes. And then I beat the game and the credits rolled. And I texted my friend. I'm like, hey, beat it. Yay. Woo. And then uh, it's like, oh, psych. Uh, here's a whole other game that you got to keep playing. And uh, final bosses and stuff that were much harder than one you just beat. Like, cool, 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 cool. And, like, so I kept playing. And then, after sitting there way too long, I beat that boss. And I'm like, yeah, it's over. And then they give you this thing um, without spoilers. And there's this big ending and this big boss. Uh, but you can only do it after you have caught every single Pokemon. And by the count on this game, that's 240 Pokemon. And, uh... It reminded me of this verse in Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So many of us, we want like a short version of the gospel, where as long as we like share with a couple people or whatever else, you know, we can stop. The reality is the, the mission and the focus of the gospel is that it has to keep going until every person is reached, and then it'll end. And I literally looked at that screen and said, but I don't want to have to catch them all. And that's how most people look at 
you know, sharing their faith. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. To the back row morning show i'm radio matt and i'm mo and hey make sure you're following us on all the socials we're on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok just search for at the back row ltn and connect with us now it's time for mo's fact of the day oh is it a fact <laughs> my bad i was reading every day incorrectly per day every day all okay listen day. listen every listen day. listen i'm gonna need y'all to just every buckle day. down and listen real quick because this is a long fact but it is necessary all right 16 things you did not know about tim tams listen how many 16 how long do you think <laughs> the show is no listen hush okay ready Number one, Australians eat 45 million packs of Tim Tams a year. Tim Tams first went on the market in February of 1964. They were named after a horse that won the Kentucky Derby in 1958. The chocolate used to coat Tim Tams is supposed to have a slightly caramel taste. There is a cheese-flavored Tim Tam available in Indonesia. For the alcohol in the Tia Maria flavored biscuits to have any effect you would need to eat several thousand of them the tim tam factory in sydney produces three thousand biscuits a minute and that's enough to feed one to every person in a packed house at anz stadium every half an hour uh one in every two australian households contains a packet of tim tams in the mid 90s kate blanchett appeared in an ad for tim tams tim tams are made by are nots. I don't know if I'm saying that right. A company owned by U.S. soup giant Campbell's. They are available for sale in the U.S. distributed by Pepperidge Farm and mainly available at Target stores. Taylor Swift is a huge Tim Tam fan. For anyone unfortunate enough not to know, a Tim Tam slam is when you bite off the ends of the biscuit and use it as a straw to drink a warm beverage. It makes the chocolate all melty and gooey and perfect. Uh, Australian's favorite drink to use in a Tim Tam Slam is coffee, followed by port and hot chocolate and Baileys. And then lastly, Tim Tams can also be used for construction. So wait, hold on. By port, do you mean wine? No, port is... uh... Are they drinking wine through their chocolate cookies? (laughs) Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. Ask, ask our friends. <coughs> yeah, we need to know this. <laughs> Warm wine with chocolate. <laughs> Hot wine. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I see it. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> the response is a good one. <laughs> We're just going to bump that off the screen. (laughs) 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 With a great reaction. (laughs) Warm wine with chocolate? Hey, no. (laughs) That was good. That was beautiful. Perfect. All right. Hey, Matt. Do we have weird news? 
Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, it's over to our weird news desk. A story that you might not have heard. <laughs> You're good, Tristan. <laughs> that was the funniest response you could have given. <laughs> and what I needed to hear, honestly. I needed to hear a definitive, no, that's not happening over here. <laughs> because I was really worried. Really, really worried. Uh, okay. All right, guys. The news story. This one's a... This one's a whoo. Oh, no. Shut up. This what? Hold don't up. Don't read that. Don't Hold read up. the thing ahead. <laughs> Scientists working on a toilet that identifies you by your butthole. <laughs> Matt, I'm not okay with <laughs> I know you're not. Researchers want to give the, the toilet a smart makeover, but we're not talking about heated seats or a bidet attachment. Take the Stanford School of Medicine, where the Wall Street Journal reports that researchers are developing a scanner that can recognize the user's unique anal print or distinctive features of their anaderm, meaning the skin of the anal canal. Stop saying that word. <laughs> to pull it off, they installed a camera inside a toilet bowl and used machine learning algorithms to match tool samples to specific users. <laughs> The system could even calculate the flow rate and volume of urine using computer vision as a Euroflowmeter. Uh, according to the researchers' 2020 paper, if you have any privacy concerns about this, the scientists say that they. <laughs> I have all the privacy concerns the, about this. The butthole data is all stored and analyzed in an encrypted cloud server. <laughs> Analyze, not analyze. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's so funny. All told, smart toilets are having a bit of a moment right now. Sonia Grego, the co-founder of uh, Coprata, a Duke University-affiliated psychological monitoring startup, wants to revolutionize the way we do our business by scanning samples of your poop and urine for health indicators, including chronic diseases and even cancer, which... Uh, <laughs> A lot of people are using this word. Hold on, let me allow it. <laughs> a lot of people are using this word. Let me allow it. Oh, God. Yep, exactly. Uh, but anyway, this is actually pretty cool. The, not, the, not the other one, but this one that we're talking about, this specific project, is setting up toilets that can actually, like, really analyze uh, your samples for diseases. Like, it can be a pre-screening pre for a disease. No. I am not taking any part of this story seriously now because you keep saying analyzed and all I can hear is analyzed and then you talk about your sample and all I can think is, yeah, it's my crap. It is indeed. <laughs> Another company called Toy Labs took it a step further with its True Lou smart toilet seat, which collects an even broader selection of biometrics. What do they weigh? How are they sitting on the seat? Founder Vic Kashyap told The Guardian, the seat can analyze stool samples using optical methods, looking at things like the volume, clarity, consistency, and color. <coughs> These are mostly aimed at older folks. Uh, it's essentially understanding uh, when someone has abnormal patterns, and then it's capable of documenting those patterns and providing reports that can be used by physicians to help in the treatment of a variety of conditions. Uh, but as most Internet of Things devices, a major question looms, where does all that data go? <laughs> 
many users wouldn't, for very good reasons, like cameras pointing up at their bottoms. Phil Booth, the coordinator of Med Confidential, told The Guardian, collecting data on stool and urine samples gives out a lot of personal information down to drug use, illicit or prescribed, and intimate health details. (laughs) One worrisome scenario is that insurance companies could get a hold of the data and start offering preferred treatment to those who are otherwise healthy. Once you start to measure something that is of the body, the privacy line is stepped over, Booth told the Guardian. Yeah, think? <laughs> Good grief. Listen, I used to look in toilet bowls before sitting on them to check for, like, you know, snakes. There's always that fear, like, there could be a snake in my pipes that... As I'm sitting and peeing, it's going to jump up and bite my butt. Now I'm going to be looking for cameras inside of toilets before I sit on them, especially. (coughs) Thray asks, is this for like nursing homes or doctor's offices? I'm I'm especially going to be looking for them in doctor's offices. I will never trust a doctor's (laughs) office toilet ever again. They're going to give me a cup and ask me to go give a sample. And I'm going to be like, "Um, mm, no, that's okay. I brought my own porta potty. I will go. (laughs) Be hovering over the sink instead. (laughs) That's what you really want. Yeah. (laughs) I don't trust your toilet. Welcome to the new world. Listen, I already know that I have problems with stomach and digestion issues. Yes, I do. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, we did. We did record that, right? Yes, we did. Most duties did. have gotten bigger in the morning. No, they haven't. Anyway, um, my job responsibilities have gotten bigger in the morning. Anyway, uh, listen. You're sitting over there talking about how it can be used for medical purposes and giving a. Statistics and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. All that I can sit over here and think is, yeah, I already know that I have problems. Okay, well, I'm going to get this report that says cannot function and poop properly. And I'm going to look at it and go, well, no crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gracious. Literally. No. Oriole's trying to find your quote. (laughs) (laughs) Do not eat children. Eat the children. There's a lot of fish in the sea. There it is. My duties have been getting larger in the mornings. (laughs) My work responsibilities. Why didn't I say work responsibilities? Why did I say duties? Because it was one of the best clips that's ever come out of the show. (laughs) Whatever. Can we end this with the verse? Did you hear what she said? All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize thoughtful content. Visit lovethynerd.com for amazing articles and a whole network of podcasts. And follow Love Thy Nerd on Twitch. 
twitch.tv slash love thy nerd and twitch.tv slash LTN on air, where you'll find game streams, live podcast recordings, and more exclusive live interactive content. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. This week, we are talking about Encanto. So far, we've taken a look at the sisters Isabella and Luisa, and today, we're talking about Bruno. But first, we're going to give you the spoiler alert talk. Do I have a siren over here? I don't know if you do or not. You're supposed to have already known that. I have a sad trombone. No, that is definitely not spoiler alert worthy. <laughs> oh, I mean, hey. Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you haven't seen Encanto yet, pause us. This segment is going to be a spoiler for you. Go watch the movie and then come back and listen. Thanks, Matt. I like that one. I wish y'all could have seen the dance he just did. Uh, you can yeah, you can Go watch the video version mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not only going to be talking about Bruno. We're going to be talking about Bruno, Peppa, and Julieta. Uh-huh. Take a look at the, their characters a bit deeper and see what their struggles are. Let's start with the one that we know probably the least about, and that's Julieta, mm-hmm. uh, who I am deeming the fixer. The fixer. The fixer. Yes. <sighs> Which is accurate. Uh, so this one requires a little intuition and reading of facial clues. Cues I meant to write, and, mm-hmm. I, and I even read it wrong. Yeah. Um, so she has the ability to heal with food. She created food, it'll heal whatever your issue is. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 The food. The Spanish is coming out in the tonight. She can Today. fix everything except her family. Mm-hmm. She can't make her daughter magical. She can't solve her daughter's issues she can't bring bruno back mm-hmm. we saw her you know talk about her heart basically you saw that her heart breaking when she's talking about you know bruno lost his way in this family and i don't want that to happen to you mm-hmm. she stands up for her daughter uh, especially when she's finally pushed enough at the end of the movie she stands up to abuela saying that you've always treated her differently or poorly or whatever she has, I believe, this is just my interpretation of the character, but she has this deep desire to be able to do more than she can with her with her gift. She can heal physical ailments, but what she really wants to do is heal the family because she sees the cracks. Mm-hmm. She sees what's broken. She's not very vocal about it because she doesn't know what she can do, but she is broken on the inside about what she sees happening, especially with her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I think she's probably been that way. Maybe not since Bruno left, <clears throat> but since her daughter's door didn't come either. Mm-hmm. You know, those two situations, <clears throat> I think, weigh heavily on Julieta. But that's really just 
into it, into the character might be partially, you know, a, a, a what's it called? Fan uh, fiction. Fan, <laughs> Fan fiction, fiction of the story. But like, I, I just, I just feel that in the, the facial expressions and the way that she talks. Yeah. And I agree. I agree with that. I, again, I can relate to Julieta in a lot of ways. Um, because I think that she knows it different from you. I think that she knows how to fix it. I don't think that she knows how to verbalize it. And I think that she tries and she tries and she tries mm. even with her conversation with, um, Mirabel, when she tells her you're, you are fine just the way that you are. You're perfect. Just the way that you are, whatever her wording is, you don't need a power, you know? I think that that is her trying to say, stop, hmm. stop trying to search, stop trying to be something that you're not. We are good just how we are, but we have to be how we are. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, she is, I think is probably the biggest, um, underrated character yeah. in the entire movie. And uh, leaning into Bruno a bit, <clears throat> do you think Julieta didn't notice when food was missing from the kitchen? <laughs> you know, because Bruno is kitchen adjacent in the wall, taking food that's been prepared. He had one of those, uh, well, I don't remember what they're called, pet con quesos or whatever they were, those little cheese circles. And uh, he has his own little table that's adjacent to their table across the, you know, through the wall. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Do you think that number one, that she doesn't know that he's there taking the food? And number two, do you think the reason he takes the food and sits down to eat with the family is he hopes that whatever's wrong with him will be solved by eating Julieta's cooking? Oh. <laughs> Big well, that, brain. That's all I got Big on brain. her. You have anything else on Julieta? So I will say this. I think I think that there is an undertone of this is gonna like really probably make some people furious and possibly blow a couple minds. I think there's an undertone where the family does know that Bruno is not gone. Mm. Um, just like you're saying with the food. I think it's one of those situations where everybody kind of sees it and they kind of question and they're like, wait, what's happening? What's going But they don't want to say it because then they're going to look crazy. Yeah. You know? And so then if we all come together and we're all like, hey, I've been noticing this and I've been noticing this, the pieces would then fit together and people would be like, okay, Bruno is somewhere. Right. Where is Bruno? You know, um, but there's that fear of it causing <clears throat> more division in the yeah. family, it causing more problems and them possibly being certifiably insane, <laughs> you know, so they just don't speak about it. They don't yeah. talk about it. And I think there is, okay, this goes into Bruno, but I think that there's that underlying reasoning of why they don't talk about Bruno it's not just because he's he brings bad luck, so to speak, 
Okay. Bad juju magumbo. Uh -huh. um, but they don't want to talk about Bruno because <coughs> they don't want to look crazy. And because it's hurtful. It's this deep-seated pain. It's hurtful. It's also something broken about the family that they don't want. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing with the facade, the mask. Right. You want to look like the family strong, the Encanto strong. Yeah. The magic is strong. Everything's good. Everything's perfect. Yeah, I agree mm -hmm. with that. Right, let's move on to the uh, next triplet, uh, Peppa. Peppa. <coughs> Pardon me. Goodness gracious. Um, Peppa, I am deeming the bottler. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is forced to bottle up her emotions because her emotions are literally always on her sleeve. Uh, her husband encourages her to open up, mm -hmm. to be more genuine, uh, but she resists it because largely one of the, you know, abuela, abuela tells her to stuff it mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. You have a cloud. I know, mama. <laughs> what do you want me to do? What do you want from me? She yells out. Like, she she is, I mean, every time you see her, she looks almost manic. Yeah. She's always all, oh, clear skies, clear skies. She's rubbing mm -hmm. her hair, trying to calm herself down, and bottling up every emotion that she has instead of letting it loose. Because if she lets it loose, it's going to cause a storm or a snowstorm or a hurricane or whatever else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that doesn't look good. Doesn't look good for the Encanto, mm -mm. Uh, for the family. Mm -hmm. uh, so because of her emotions being bottled up, I think she exaggerates everything in her mind, uh, just like anybody else would. I mean, that's a common thing in recovery process and stuff like that, bottling up your own emotions until you pop, that's especially like with people that struggle with anger. Uh, most of them started that process because when they were growing up, they were told to bottle up their emotions until one day they exploded on somebody mm -hmm. and they didn't know how to rein that in. Mm -hmm. So that becomes a common thing. <laughs> like he's, he's, you know, you hear about that with, you know, people saying, oh, he's, he's really nice unless you get him angry. You know, well, that's a dangerous, dangerous way to live. You have to be able to be able to deal with your emotions in a healthy manner. And you want to deal with them as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. You don't want to bottle them up. You don't want to let too much time go. Now, there's benefits sometimes to, to uh, you know, sleeping on something. But even then, at the most, you'll let 12 hours go. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't let it just continue on forever. Uh, even the Bible says, you know, if you have a, uh, don't let the sun go down on your anger mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, you deal with this stuff. Get it done. Get it, get it resolved. Um, so with her, we see her, um, bottling all that up. And then we get to that song. We don't talk about Bruno, the most, most popular song from the movie <clears throat> where she's sitting there telling Maribel and her husband, Felix over and over again. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Mm -hmm. And then as the song starts, we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. But mm -hmm. that glorious but where she explodes, mm -hmm. tells this whole exaggerated story of how Bruno came in all mischievous and devious, saying it looks like rain. Mm -hmm. And it destroys her wedding day. When we hear at the end of the you know thing, he's saying, I, it wasn't a prophecy. I was just worried about you. you know, that's all it was. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, she she took that and bottled it up. And maybe over time, that story in her mind grew as to how uh, how it went down and how how it affected her. But despite her big protests, if we don't talk about Bruno, she let it all spill out. Which uh, <laughs> even as Felix is kind of taking over and telling the story, she even you know implies that she needs to. You need to shut up. I'm telling the story. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm getting this out right now. Don't mm -hmm. step on my story. <clears throat> and, uh, and, you know, again, like I said, it, it wasn't an accurate representation of Bruno. It was an exaggerated tale. And I think that comes from having bottled it up for so long. Mm -hmm. I think if you... <laughs> I think if you have an understanding of what um, struggles, how struggles can kind of become a domino effect and how they can kind of grow into something more than just that one individual struggle, then you can clearly see the parallel between Julieta, Peppa, Bruno, mm -hmm. and um, Luisa, Isabella, and Mirabel. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I believe Luisa and Peppa are similar very very similar yeah. peppa is going to end up being louisa if <laughs> louisa doesn't get control of her codependency and <coughs> sheesh uh isabella is going to end up being julieta if she doesn't get control of her people pleasing yeah Correct. Where does that leave Mirabel? <laughs> correct, correct. I don't think we're surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, and then the last triplet, mm -hmm. Bruno, the uh, the one hiding in fear. My favorite, and I will <laughs> not even lie. So he hides away because he is uh, misunderstood. He is desperately afraid of confrontation because, as he explains, every 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 prophecy he's had gets uh twisted by somebody else mm -hmm. like he or even if he says something even if it's not a prophecy like he said i could just see you were sweating at the wedding day it wasn't a prophecy like anything that he says is taken as a prophecy and makes everybody worry about the future so it's also a way to protect the rest of the family from that fear mm -hmm. um it's it's what i always focus on is fear of the unknown Fear of the unknown drives us inward. Yeah. And so if you're thinking about like, oh, it's very unrealistic that he'd be living in that back room inside the walls and eating food that he steals and watching rats perform soap operas for his entertainment, you know, for this whole time and coming up with all these weird characters to, you know, it's all very unrealistic that couldn't happen. But I mean, that's exactly what happens to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Who are living in very rough situations we're gonna get you know we'll get real here we're talking about like women who are, are staying in abusive relationships uh men who are or, well anybody anybody who's afraid to to go after a new job or get out of a situation that they hate to stop using drugs to stop drinking all of these situations where you have this desire for something better in your life but because you can't see the steps to get from where you are to there 
and you can't guarantee that you'll ever get to a better place, that fear of the unknown will keep you where you're at because there is a sense of comfort in staying where you are because you know what to expect from it. Mm -hmm. Even if it's going to make you miserable, you get that comfort of knowing what to expect. And so that is enough to keep you miserable because you don't know what to expect in the unknown. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Into the unknown. Oh, that's another that's Disney another movie. <laughs> I like that song much I better am. than uh, Let It Go. Into the oh, unknown. yeah, Move for sure. Of Into the unknown. For sure. I, oh, sorry. Um, I don't like, I shouldn't say I don't like, I enjoy it. But I don't think that it is my favorite song like it is everybody else's. I don't like it to the magnitude that everybody else likes. Yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. Um, that, but could been, that could have been anything. <laughs> I don't like, well, I'm not going to say I don't like it. I enjoy it. Murdering clowns. <laughs> <laughs> could have been anything. I mean that too, but I'm specifically talking about we don't talk about Bruno. Okay. Um, I, I get why it is the most catchy song it's, it's beautiful but at the same time i feel like it is i don't know a boy like the umbrellas. i sing that line every day <laughs> like there's, too there's bad a, we don't live somewhere where you can actually <laughs> sing it and it like it means something. right yeah there was a meme uh like wakes up uh puts on my Puts on my underwear, puts on my sock, <sighs> stand up straight, look out the window of the brand new day, <laughs> set foot and frame, rats, and that's your brain immediately. That's how you start your day. And that is literally how most of my days begin. I wake up and immediately have an Encanto song in my head that... <laughs> I didn't watch to put there. I didn't dream about it. Yeah. But because we have watched this movie almost once a day since we first watched it. Like, I can't get that soundtrack out of my head. I mean, it's fair. <coughs> and it is definitely a good soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Again, I think he is... He was kind of done an injustice in this movie. Oh, yeah, sure. There's so much more to the story. And what I'm hopeful for is that it will be heavily focused when there's a number two. Well, I think this is, that's, that's the case pretty much with all the characters. Because really what we find by the end of the movie is that we've just kind of realized that everybody does have problems. But we haven't really solved them. Well, yeah. Like we we've we've come to a little bit more of an understanding, and we're working toward that direction. And sure, Louisa got to sit down and drink a uh, you know a drink in the hammock at the end, but that doesn't necessarily mean that well, she's not going to deal with that issue anymore. Because even in that same song, like you said, she had that thing. Well, sometimes I cry. Uh -huh. Like she's still struggling with those. Yeah. Is this okay? <laughs> Is it okay to not be? Strong all the time. I do feel like we have a little more closure with the sisters than we do with the triplets. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, again, I'm hopeful for, for a part two in this. I but can't imagine they won't try to shoehorn a second one out, just I, given how popular exactly, this was. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 
I think as we kind of round out these the the triplet chat here and trip chat, yeah, give a nod to what's happening tomorrow. Um, it is a perfect display of a generational hurt and the way that it can carry out through it becomes multi-generational well in our next discussion I oh mean, okay i'm sorry sorry in our <laughs> I next thought, discussion. i thought this was outside of the show no like, what are you pulling into giving a nod to our our next chat. <laughs> gotcha um I'm that sick. it all starts yeah. from one thing <laughs> and all of this it's a trickle down effect gotcha all right well we have now looked at five characters and next time we are going to focus on maribel and abuela mm-hmm. stick around we'll be back with more you think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Back Row LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share some things that we hate. I'm going to let you go first because I went first with the list. I don't remember. You don't know what you hate? (laughs) There's a lot of things that I hate. I have a running list. I hate all things right now. Hold on. Um, Oh, yeah. Icy hot in my eye. Icy hot in my eye. I hate it. (laughs) What? Icy hot in my eye. Why are you putting icy hot in your eye? Not purposely. Good grief. I am at that age where Icy Hot is like my daily moisturizer. (laughs) I use it all the time. Everything hurts and I'm dying. Okay. (laughs) So I wake up on a regular basis and have to put Icy Hot like... It's not my shoulder. It's not my neck that... This area right here, whatever that is. M- middle of your back, upper middle back. I don't know. Anyway, it, it hurts every morning when I wake up. And so before I go to do my makeup and get ready for the day, I I have a little roller, an icy hot roller. I never even knew they had those. Yeah, so that you don't Does have to put like it on Does it look like a lint roller? No. Because <laughs> that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> like no. a paint roller? <laughs> no. Just roll it in the icy hot. Has Deidre used essential oils? No. Oh, she's not a wacko. (laughs) It's like a roller ball, like a deodorant roller. Thank you, KY. She has. Like, do you remember the deodorant rollers that? 
Yeah, okay. Well, so I it's get like you. that. I get you. Yeah, uh -huh, okay, but it's okay. icy hot. And so you roll it. That way you don't necessarily <laughs> have to touch it yeah. to apply. Okay. Yeah. Well, for some reason, it never, ever, 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 ever fails. Even using that stupid roller, some gets on my hand. And then I go to apply my makeup. And you don't notice that it's there until it's already... Happen. It's in my eye <laughs> every morning, and it's the worst thing ever. Also, just recently, my fifth grade girls have been wearing post-it notes on their foreheads that say Icy Hot, and so I just had enough the other day, and I finally asked, listen, what's the deal with Icy Hot? This Why? is the look I gave you about the pizza thing, by the way. Well, you know, it's the look that I know I've given every single one of them walking into the library with a stupid post-it on their forehead that says Icy Hot. I don't yeah, get it. I need to know. They gave me some story. Bullcrap response. <laughs> about how they use Icy Hot. Okay, whatever. With one of them, I can believe it because she is a competitive gymnast. She. I do use Icy Hot. Is that I, not what this means? But here's the thing. I straight ask them, listen, does Icy Hot, like, is that what boys call you when they think that you're pretty but a jerk? <laughs> it makes sense, does it not? Icy it Hot. Does. Yeah, yeah. They just kind of looked at me like I was dumb, but I still think I'm onto something. Okay. I think that that's really why they're wearing it. All right. I'm anyway. going to give you the thing I hate, and you're going to be mad at me for it. And I used code in here, so you wouldn't know what it was exactly. But uh, peanut butter M&Ms, I hate them. You've been hyped. I haven't had them in over a decade. And you've been hyping them up with all your stories about how much you love them and how nobody gives you enough of them and how you would... Like to be buried in a I've never once said peanut that. butter M&M's. That's what I it feels like. I want to be cremated. <coughs> Thank Alongside you. Alongside a bag of peanut butter M&M's. With a yeah. bag of peanut butter M&M's in your pocket. You want to be cremated. I bought a bag because I'm like, these got to be good, right? Mo loves them. I couldn't finish the bag. I'm like, this is awful. Then why didn't these you bring them to me? <laughs> you threw them away, I didn't you? Did, yeah. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. Uh, I was just really sad. I'm really sad. I hated them so much. I wanted to like them. I wanted to share that with you, Mo, but I couldn't. Cause Have you bad. had the Reese's Outrageous? Not not yeah, outrageous. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, outrageous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah, 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 I, yeah. I need to tell you that that and the Take Five has replaced peanut butter M&Ms. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're in that together. At least, I mean, take fives are fine, um, but the the outrageous bars, oh, holy so cow, good. holy so cow, good. just a, it looks like a poop and it's just a mishmash of terrible things, but it's so dangerous. How did we circle back around? <laughs> <sighs> oh gosh, let's see. Let's get out of this bad mood and end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Isaiah 44, 22. I have blotted out your transgressions like a cloud and your sin like mist. Return to me for I have redeemed you. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. 
As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.